chapter 7 of the Gate of Unity. It's going to take us about a week and a half to get through. Very powerful chapter, the heart of the Gate of Unity and the heart of really the foundations of Hasidic philosophy. Rabbi Shneur Zaman explained in the previous chapters that when it says in the Torah, in the heavens above and on the earth below there is none other than God, it's not intended to negate the existence of another God. That's obvious. Rather, it tells us that divine unity is that literally there's no true existence other than Hashem. All created beings are completely garnished, bupkis, nullified in relation to Hashem and are united with Him. This is not perceived by them nor manifest in them only because of the tzimtzum, which conceals the divine life force that continuously brings the universe and us into existence. Being unable to perceive this life force, we consider ourselves to be independently existing entities. Now, this concealment applies only to created beings, not to the Creator. From the divine perspective, there's no concealment whatsoever. Havaya and Elohim, the concealment of Elohim and the life force of Havaya are one, because there's no concealment for Hashem. Now, this, says Rabbi Zama, will help us understand the teaching of the Zohar that the first sentence of Shema refers to higher level of unity. And the second sentence, Baruch Shem, is lower level of unity. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, higher unity. In other words, God's perspective. Baruch Shem Kavon Machotol Olam Va'ed, lower unity. See, if divine unity simply meant the existence of one God, it would be impossible to speak of higher or lower level unity. What, what, what are you trying to say, higher or lower? There's just one God. That's in both realities. But according to the above explanation, that divine unity means the nullification of created beings and their unity within Hashem, it's possible to talk about two diverse levels of unity. In this sense, higher level of unity refers to the divine faculty of creative speech. In the, before it actually gets activated, in other words, the way it is by Hashem. By way of an analogy, the letters of a, of a person's speech are first encapsulated within their thoughts and emotion, which will ultimately be responsible for the subsequent speech. The same is true above. When Hashem's creative speech is at a stage in which it is still included within the attributes of Hashem, being infinite, they're too lofty to serve as a source of creation yet, because creation is inherently limited to space and time. And the letters, before they're activated and go out of God, so to speak, they have absolutely no sense of independence, and they're fully united with Hashem. When, however, the divine creative power of speech, after undergoing tzimtzum, descends to a level at which it is able to serve as a source of creation, then lower level unity applies. Created beings at this level cannot be said to be completely and utterly nullified because in their perspective, in this lower level of unity, they have some measure of, of identity in relation to it. Now, although at this lower level too, God's light is pervasive, because, however, it's so hidden, 
the unification that somebody has within this reality is lower level of unity because they still feel like they have some sort of independent reality. So why did Hashem do this independent reality? Why did Hashem do this lower level of unity? Because Hashem wants to be a king and have a relationship with beings. If we don't have any sense of our own identity, we're not choosing God, there's no free choice, there's no relationship. You can't have a relationship with yourself, although there are Meshagayim who marry themselves. A definition of a relationship is with somebody else. Someone who chooses you, someone who wants you. Hashem wanted that. And therefore, it's necessary for Hashem to conceal Himself so that we have a sense of identity and then we feel like we are choosing Him. And in our reality, we are. Because if Hashem shined His light, then we wouldn't have an independent identity. He wouldn't be having a relationship with us because we are Him. Now that we have some sort of, some sense of independent identity, our relationship, at least in our perception and his perception of us, is meaningful because we are actually choosing him.